Good morning. Today is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021, and today is the third day of Hanukkah. Rashi, Rabbi Shlomo ben Yitzchak, the great commentator who lived in France almost a thousand years ago, is a classic commentator to the Torah. Many of us, when we study the Torah, study it together with the commentary of Rashi. Often, Rashi writes something that seems very simple and obvious. It seems that the words of Rashi's commentary are not adding anything that we would not have understood on our own. And that's when we really have to pay attention and read very, very carefully. Because Rashi never tells us something without adding something deep. And we need to ask ourselves, and this is actually the title of a very good book on the commentary of Rashi, What's Bothering Rashi? Why did Rashi have to add those words? What question, what problem did Rashi see in the text that his words are coming to answer? It's a very good approach to trying to understand Rashi carefully. And this is particularly apt in a very short, seemingly simple comment that Rashi makes in our Parsha. Two years later, we left Yosef at the end of last week's Parsha in prison. And what the wine steward had been restored to his position. Yosef asked the wine steward to remember him to Paro, that he had been unjustly placed in this prison, but nothing had happened. Two years went by. Uparo Cholem and Paro had a dream. And the dream was, he was standing by the river. He saw that there were seven cows, and the seven cows were yefos mare. They were of beautiful appearance, and brios basar, healthy, robust flesh. And they came from the river. And then, there were seven other cows that came. And the second seven were ugly cows. They were gaunt. And the ugly, gaunt cows consume, swallow the beautiful, healthy cows. Bayikats Paro, and Paro woke up. And then there's another dream having to do with sheaves of grain, but a similar dream, as we will see later on. Paro understands that this is some kind of message about his empire, about his rule, and the rest of the story, he calls Yosef. Yosef interprets the dream. Yosef gives a plan of action. And that is what moves Yosef from being a prisoner 
to being second in command of Mitzrayim in charge of this grand project of making sure that all of Egypt and surrounding areas will be able to endure this famine. But let's look carefully at the words that describe the dream. And this is based on an essay by Rabbi Yochanan Zweig. So Yosef interprets that the seven robust cows represent the seven years of plenty. There are going to be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. That's represented by the seven gaunt, ugly cows. And it's going to be so bad that during the seven years of famine, the famine will be so severe, you won't even remember the earlier years of plenty. That's indicated with the, the, the gaunt cows swallowing up the healthy cows. So most of the commentators understand that this dream uses the metaphor of cows for the Egyptian economy. There will be seven years of plenty, lots of crops, lots of food, lots of everything. And then there are going to be seven years of famine. And the two periods are defined by the quality of the livestock. The animals that are beautiful and robust and healthy represent the years of plenty with lots of crops, with plenty of food, abundance. And the seven ugly and gaunt cows represent, symbolically, metaphorically, represent the seven years of famine, of difficulty, of ugliness that are going to follow. Rashi says a very simple comment and I'll just say this personally. I don't want to speak for anybody else. I had read this line in Rashi, I don't know, 30, 40 times over the period of my adult life. And somehow it just never sank in the depth of what Rashi is actually saying until Rabbi Zweig pointed it out to which I'm indebted to him. And here are the words. The cows, the first seven, are Yefos Mara. They are beautiful. They are uh, robust. They're healthy. Simenhu Limehasova. This is a sign, a metaphor, for the years of plenty. Shahabrios. Nero's Yafos Zulazu, that the people will appear beautiful one to the other. Sha'ain Ayan Beriat We will not have a situation during those seven years where one person is looking at another person and is seeing ugliness, is seeing bad intentions, is seeing negativity. In other words, what Rashi is saying is the seven cows don't represent the seven years, the crops of the seven years. They represent the people 
during the seven years. In other words, what Rashi means to say is, in the first seven years, people will look at each other in a positive way. People will look at each other and they will see others different than them of goodwill, of positive motivation. And because they are looking at others in a positive way, they will feel sova, contentment, plenty. The years of plenty are not based on how many bushels of grain are collected. They're based on how each person is looking at the other person. It's an incredible insight. Because the simple way to look at this is simply that the cows represent the state of the agriculture. Rashi says, no, the cows represent the state of mind of the people. Sova gadol, great abundance and contentment and satisfaction and plenty. That means a time when people are able to view each other favorably and generously. The truth is, there's a line in the Midrash written much earlier that supports this. The Midrash says about this time period being described in the dream, Ahava the Ahva Ba'olam. It's a time of love and togetherness brotherhood and sisterhood in the world. Brios basar, robust flesh of these first seven cows means that they have a healthy disposition. If a person does not have self-respect and can only gauge their accomplishments in terms of others, they will always be threatened by the success of others, and they will never be able to rejoice in their own. The attitude of sova gado is that I can look at what someone else has and be happy for them and assume their best interests and their best intentions, and that is going to allow me to feel more content in my life. It's got nothing to do with how much food is on my table. It has to do with how do I view my fellow. Rabbi Zweig wrote, writes, It is in this state of mind of people looking favorably at each other and not the amount of food they have that defines the years of plenty. That's the lesson that Rashi is teaching. The words of Rashi seem so simple, but the lesson is so deep. It's a completely different understanding of what brings satisfaction and a sense of completement and fulfillment and plenty to a person. Rabbi Zweig writes, being happy has very little to do with how much you have and very much to do with how you feel about yourself and others. 
This lesson is crucial always, but especially today. So many of our societal problems that have been exacerbated over the last couple of years relate to this issue. The rancor and division over COVID, over politics, over questions of national identity. All of these issues, these problems, they stem from seeing the other who is different than me, who speaks differently than I do, who looks differently than I do, in a poor light. It stems from seeing this other as wanting to harm me, wanting to put me down. If I could see the best in them and look for and recognize their best intentions, I would be less threatened by them. And our disagreements, while they may remain passionate, need not become volatile. Rashi shows us that being happy has very little to do with how much I have and very much to do with how positively and generously I can feel about you. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.